mom life. We all had a picture perfect vision of what it would look like. Then wham, reality hit us so hard that we started drowning and that vision of perfection disappeared. On Four Star Mom, I'm here to help you bring back your vision, at least to a four star mom level. Because let's face it, part of the joy of this crazy life is learning as we go. Listen for great practical and applicable tips on decluttering, simplifying life, parenting, food, and finances. Welcome to the Four Star Mom Podcast, where we learn how to do more than just survive. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Four Star Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Abby, and I'm really excited about today's episode. I have some really practical and applicable tips and tricks, and if you implement them, I promise your life will get a lot simpler. And what we're here to talk about today is gift giving. Now, I know when it comes to gifts, some of us get really excited and we love spending hours upon hours finding the perfect gift for that special someone. Other times, we might have a feeling of dread or it just seems like no matter how hard we search, we cannot find the right gift. Sometimes it's overwhelming. Do you ever feel like all of your kids' friends have birthdays in the same month or back to back and it's a blow to the budget? Well, what if there was a way that gift giving could still be meaningful, you could still put thought into the perfect gift, but it didn't have to be so so stressful? And it didn't have to be quite as harsh on the budget. Well, there is. And that is why you need a gift closet. Now listen on because we're going to talk a little bit more about what a gift closet is and how you can successfully have a gift closet in your own home. Now, first off, I do want to talk about kind of our option B. Maybe you're like, no, I don't want to store gifts. I don't want to buy extra gifts. I just want to have what I need on hand and I don't want to stress about gifts. Well, then the obvious solution is never give a gift again. Now, I don't mean that you can never give somebody a gift. I don't mean that you can't acknowledge or recognize or celebrate their special days. I just mean you can push the easy button and you can vow that you are only going to give gift cards or cash for all celebrations. Or you can modify this and say, other than these few people, I am only giving gift cards and cash. If you choose to go with this option and you need to have a budget, I highly recommend that you sit down and you figure out approximately how many gifts you plan to give during any given year and then what you're going to budget for the different gifts. And then you'll take that total number, you'll divide it by 12, and you know what you need to budget on a monthly basis so that you're prepared to give these cash gifts or these gift cards. Hop on over to fourstarmom.com, that's the number four, and I have a blog post all about this topic, and I've even broken down a few sample gift budgets. But basically with this above plan or with this budgeting plan, all you need to do is know how much you're going to have to save each and every month, and then you're ready for gift giving. However, you might be on the flip side of the coin and actually want to give physical gifts, not cash gifts or gift cards. This is where the gift closet comes into play. 
So we'll talk about what a gift closet is, where you should put your gift closet, how to stock it, and then, based on a lot of experience, some pitfalls that you can avoid. Okay, so for me, gift giving is my love language. I love giving gifts and probably give hundreds of gifts in any given year. So a gift closet is an absolute must. Basically, a gift closet is just a secret stash of gifts that you keep on hand so you can easily put together a meaningful gift for anyone whenever you need it. Your gift closet will include all of your gift boxes, all of your gift bags, all of your wrapping paper, your tissue paper, your bows, everything that you need plus the gift. The whole point of a gift closet is to have a stash or a stockpile of gifts so that you're not constantly doing last minute shopping to try and find that perfect gift for that special someone. This is also a great way to store items that you might find on sale or seasonal items so that you don't find yourself always paying full price for gifts. Okay, so you, you're buying in. You're thinking, yeah, this gift closet thing sounds pretty good. Where should you put this? Now, I know I keep calling this a gift closet, but it doesn't necessarily need to fit in a closet. It can be a shelf. It can be a tote. It can even be a room. Basically, somewhere that is out of sight, you don't want it right there in the open, that is easy to organize and it's easy to access. Like we have an attic and I have to pull down a ladder and climb up in this attic. The attic also is not very consistent with temperature. That would be a terrible place for me to put the gift closet. I know that I would rather go to the store and buy gifts than climb up into the attic to look for gifts. So basically you just have to find that that perfect spot for you. For me personally, when we were building our house, there was this great little nook right underneath the stairs. And in the initial plans, they were just going to drywall over it. And I thought that would be the perfect spot for me to have a gift closet. I can fit a couple totes. There's this little cutout area where I can put my wrapping paper and things like that. And so instead of drywalling over it and it being space that I couldn't use, I adopted that area as my gift closet. So that's perfect. So basically, it's just a spot that you have access to. A shelf in a closet could be great. Um, You just have to kind of think about how much space do you have and then decide based on that space how well stocked it's going to be and what all you're going to put in it. Okay, so speaking of stocking a gift closet, how do you stock a gift closet? Well, this is one of my favorite parts because when it comes time to stock your gift closet, you really need to first stop and think about what season of gift buying are you in. Now, I'm not talking necessarily weather seasons. I'm talking about seasons of life. So I went through a season where it seemed like everybody was getting married. So I needed to have wedding gifts on hand. And a lot of times, too, I don't buy a lot of wedding gifts for my gift closet. Usually I like to do cash gifts or gift cards or pick something from a registry. But if I came across something that looked great or was a perfect gift, I would try and have one or two things on hand. But maybe you're buying for baby showers. Maybe you're buying for a certain age of kid or adults. Or you need small gifts, large gifts, retirement gifts, wedding gifts. Anyway, the list goes on and on. So before you start to stock your closet, you need to be really meaningful and purposeful in thinking about the items that you need to stock it with. You don't want to have a lot of gifts on hand that you don't need. 
So if you think, for example, that you're only going to be invited to a baby shower maybe once a year, maybe it's more worth your time and your space to just go out and shop for that gift or to give cash or a gift card for that gift instead of having a bunch on hand. Okay, so once you decide what you're mostly buying for, I want you to think about specific gifts you might want to give. And then you're going to watch for sales and stock up. So I'm going to talk about one example from my life, and that is Christmas gifts. And I'm talking about the smaller Christmas gifts. These are not specific gifts that people are asking for or for close family members or friends. I'm talking about the gifts that I like to give to the daycare providers, my children's teachers, um, the other people that work at their school, like secretaries, administration custodians, lunch workers. I'm a teacher myself, and I have lots of teacher friends that I like to give a small gift to. Also, the custodians, secretaries, and so on at my own school. So by the time I've done, done the math, I need somewhere between 40 and 60 gifts. So even if I start spending $10 per person, that's really going to be a hard hit on my budget. So knowing that I need 40 to 60 gifts, I try and plan ahead of time. So in order to not break, break the bank, I shop all year long just for the perfect gift for this, this bulk gift that we're going to give. So one of my go-tos is I love putting together a small gift bag with like a fun soap or lotion or maybe some flare pins or a sweet treat. Um, here's, here's a pro tip. Here's a good hack. If you get those treat bags, you can get them at Walmart or Target. And they usually come in packs of like 12 to 20. You can get like a Bath and Body Works pump soap or one of their shower gels or really any brand. And you can put it into one of those treat bags, which I get the seasonal ones with like snowmen or snowflakes or a winter theme on it. And then get some ribbon and tie it around. It makes for an awesome, adorable, small gift perfect for someone. And if you're watching for sales, you can really... You can find these soaps or lotions anywhere from like two to five dollars. So another benefit of buying in bulk is lots of times, like Bath and Body Works for example, if you spend a certain amount of money, you get a percentage or a dollar off. So a lot of times they have $15 off a $40 or $50 purchase. So if you go in and you know that you're planning on buying 20 or 15 of these soaps, you can save $15. And if you can stack that on top of a sale, your savings goes up. Another thing is if I want to do a little bit bigger gift, I try and go to Hobby Lobby, for example, during at least their 40% off sale or 50% off sale, and I can get the multi-packs of gift bags. Um, if I get the brown gift bags, my kids can decorate those, or I can get multi-colored gift bags, and I can put a soap in there. Then I can also buy a bulk pack of really nice pens or nice flare pens, and I can put one or two pens in there. Because what teacher or daycare provider or anybody in the education field doesn't love pens, and there's no rule that says you have to give them the whole 20 pack or the whole 50 pack. So pick out a couple of them. You can tie a bow on them or some ribbon on them if you'd like. And then to top it off, I like to go to like a Costco or Sam's Club or buy in bulk a large package of nice chocolates and then I can open up and this is individually wrapped by the way and then I can open up that package and I can put in two or three chocolates and so then you have this really nice gift depending on the sales that only costs three to five dollars you can buy it ahead of time 
I don't know about you guys, but the holidays, Christmas, sometimes that can be a little bit overwhelming and a little bit stressful. But if I have this all set and done by say October, then I'm good to go. And I know it's just a matter of assembling these gifts. So that's one way or one idea of how you can stock your gift closet. Um, another thing is just to always keep your eyes open. So I know that I'm looking for kind of middle school boy gifts, and I'm also looking for early elementary girl gifts based on what my children get invited to for parties. So if I come across a great deal on something, I'm going to buy multiples and have those on hand for when the kids get invited to birthday parties. I love to watch for after Christmas clearance because a lot of times you can get really good deals on Nerf or Lego or things like that. And then I just keep those in my stockpile and I have them for when the kids get invited to, to different birthday parties. So that's a great thing to keep in mind. And sometimes if I have some smaller things on hand, I can add some candy to it or a little bit of cash or a gift card, but I have that basis to build my gift around. Um, I also try and keep some generic gifts on hand. If I come across something that, um, like a deal on some pens or a deal on lunch boxes or lunch bags or something that I know people will use or consume, maybe some notepads, things like that, I try and keep um, a small tote of those on hand so I can easily put together a personalized and meaningful gift for somebody really the, the day before. Okay, a couple more pro tips. We talked about also in your gift closet, you want to have wrapping paper. You want to have those gift bags for the different seasons that you're buying gifts for, tissue paper, things like that. Keep in mind that generic gift bags are perfect. You can either write on the outside with some flare pins, decorate with a few stickers, or do a few things like that. Um, you don't always have to have a gift bag for each and every single holiday. Also, here's the pro tip, save the gift bags you or your children receive and reuse them. Just make sure to tear off the tag if it has somebody's name on it. Another pro tip, dollar stores are a great spot to find inexpensive gift bags, tissue paper, and cards for any occasion. In fact, I'll do a future episode on how I buy cards usually once a year and then I have them for all the holidays. Okay, the last thing that I really wanna talk about are a few of the, the pitfalls that we want to avoid. First is the messy closet. Now, life gets busy, and, and that's just the truth bomb. Life is busy. So the whole point of this gift closet is for you to be able to save time and energy by just opening up the doors to the closet or walking in this room or opening up the tote and having everything you need at your fingertips. If you open it and it's a hot mess, you're probably going to go shopping or give cash or a gift card instead of digging through. So you want to keep things organized. Set aside once or twice a year on a schedule time to go through this area and, and purge the gifts that you're never going to give or organize your tissue paper or organize your gift bags. If the space, it doesn't have to be perfect, but if the space is like four star neat, then you're more apt to use it. Now next, you want to avoid the, the pitfall of overbuying. Now you can't see me, but I'm pointing to myself here because I have been super guilty of doing this. I see a great deal and then I think that I need 20 of something. Really stop and think about who are you going to give this gift to? And then you can pad the number a little bit, but it, it's just 
it's wasting money and it's wasting space if you overbuy. The next pitfall is buying consumables. If you are buying consumables, think candy or, or anything edible, you want to make sure that you know when you are going to give this gift because you're not going to give expired food or sweets or treats to someone. So in October or early November, sometimes I buy chocolate that I'm going to give out for Christmas because I know that it still has a shelf life of, of like a year. So that's totally fine. But if I come across a great deal in August, I'm going to pass on that deal because I'm not going to give somebody candy or sweets or any edibles that I bought in August. I'm not going to give those to them in December. Okay, and then the last thing that is a pitfall is the dreaded re-gift or the duplicate gift. Now listen, I want you to avoid embarrassment. So please make sure and listen to this part. If somebody gives you a gift that you are never going to use, but it is high quality and you know that other people would enjoy it, it is totally fine to re-gift this item. The one thing you have to keep in mind though is you never want to re-gift it to the person who gave it to you in the first place. So take a moment to write their name on a sticky note and put that sticky note on the gift. And so you could put from and then whoever it was from so that you don't make the mistake of re-gifting this. One example, I don't like candles. I don't burn candles. I don't use candles. I have one candle in my house. So if I receive a candle as a gift, I can be a gracious gift receiver, but I can put that immediately in my gift closet and know that that's something that I'm going to re-gift. Also, if you find a great deal on something and you buy multiples, it's a good idea to have a list of who you've given this item to. So one time, for example, I found a great deal on some some fabulous children's books that had a stuffed animal that went with them. I created a list and I put down the names of the people that I gave these to so that I didn't accidentally give somebody the same gift twice. In conclusion, a well-managed gift closet can be a great way to minimize stress and minimize what you're spending out of pocket, but still maximize the thoughtfulness of gifts. You just need to commit to keeping it organized and staying on top of knowing what you have. I would love to hear about your gift closets. And if you have any more tips or tricks for success or any other advice on what to avoid, hop on over to Four Star Mom Life on Instagram, that's the number four, or Four Star Mom on Facebook. Let's continue the conversation there. And remember, we're not going for perfection. We're going for Four Star Mom progress. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This episode of the Four Star Mom may be over, but we can still chat. Hop on over to Four Star Mom on Facebook and Four Star Mom Life on Instagram. And as always, live your best Four Star Mom life. Thanks for listening.